2: Even in Man's Darkest Hour, yeah. he's still not too low to reject a Natty Ice.
3: i not, not sure about his cock size.
4: I would not hesitate to, to shit on Milwaukee.
5: I think he's hot too.
4: For everyone knows, you've just been crushing ass.
3: Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you could join us. Stoked you're here. Episode 30, the Big three zero. You guys remember when you turned the Big 3-0? Uh, some of you probably aren't the Big 3-0 yet, and like you should be pretty happy about that because it's all downhill. Like though, The show's only going to get worse. It's going to get incrementally worse. It's going to be less able to function every show past show number 30 and that that's just how life works today on the show also um really working on the i know like a lot of you have like commented that the show sounds like shit and it kind of does sound like shit but i'm working on that i have equipment and but i need to like watch some youtube videos you know i'm not tech savvy i'm a fucking creative type like i'm i bring the jokes but also, I don't have like an engineer to figure it out for me, but last week's show sounded really like low and shitty, so sorry about that, and well, this one hopefully sounds better as you're listening right now. Uh, today on the show, I talked about this last week on the radio, but it's definitely something we're going to hit again. Warren Sapp doesn't tip, and he likes to make excuses for why he doesn't tip, and um, that just makes him... Everything he does is suspect because of that. Uh, Also, some guy, there's a a football player called Tracy Sprinkle, and I feel like that's a story in and of itself, but there's more on him. He got arrested. Um, And have you seen this? This was a big story, and I imagine a lot of people have seen it. Some fat tub of shit fell asleep at a Yankees game. And, which, I mean, I don't blame him. Although, he had good seats. That was like a $300 seat he was sitting in. Uh, And the, it was on Baseball Tonight, or, or, I mean, the Game of the Week, or whatever it is they have on ESPN, and John Kruk and the other guy kind of, like, made fun of him. But they're not even that bad. Like, they didn't say, hey, look at that fat tub of shit sleeping. Uh, It was, like, pretty respectful. And the guy is apparently suing, uh, because this is America, uh, We'll find out more about that later. Fat tub of shit. Uh, non-sports topics today. You guys remember the cannibal cop? Well, he's out. Like, he got arrested. He got charged. He got convicted. Conviction overturned. Free the cannibal cop. And I'm mostly concerned, like, I feel like he should be jailed based on his attire. It doesn't matter that he's a cannibal cop. The guy, we're, uh, guys, wearing pleated Z Cavarichi pants in 2014. Like lock him up for that. That's that's an indicator. Also, one of our favorite, one of everyone's favorite 1980s uh, glam rock. I don't want to say heavy metal. Like it's been so long, I don't, I don't even know what to call the band. The guy from Whitesnake had an encounter with a I mean he's probably had lots of encounters encounters with wild animals but they're usually cougars. Thanks. <laughs> he had a, he had an encounter with a different kind of wild animal and we're gonna talk about that. And then of course everybody's favorite oh special alert got like if I could play sound effects like like if I had an engineer he'd be able to do that. Uh, Something special happening today, special guest to talk Bachelor, our man, our special, special Bachelor correspondent is going to join us today during Fancy Pop. Jason Stewart will be joining us along with our, our regular Bachelor-et contributor, Fancy Sauce. We had hometowns this week, and you, you don't do hometowns and not get a roundtable to discuss them, because a lot of shit popped off in hometowns. They really milked that dead guy's death for a lot, like a really, that was really fucked up of them, I thought. Uh, but that was not like my favorite part of the episode, and we're going to talk about my favorite parts, Fancy's favorite parts, and of course, special guest Jason Stewart's favorite parts. Joining me now... As always, I like let's get into the show, and the show doesn't really start till my man Ed shows up. Ed, the sandwich, the king of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going?
2: Uh, it's going well, Brian. Um, in the past week, I've had my faith in humanity dashed and then restored.
3: Tell me, oh, talk about a yeah. tease!
2: All right, so here we go. First of all, I was at a bar. Several. Whoa,
3: whoa. Don't don't bury the lead, yeah?
2: (laughs) Several days ago, and I heard several people they were talking about the World Cup and they were these are American guys and they were referring to the score as one to nil or two to nil. I got I
3: got corrected on that today, but yeah, go ahead.
2: I got a real problem with Americans using nil for zero or nothing. Because and then and then one guy was talking about well that's that's the way they say it well do you do you pronounce Italy, italia like you you right. you say what we say in america like let's 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 pump the brains, buddy. yeah, so yeah we make we make exceptions we say zero or zip or nothing, but like let's keep it to that
3: nil nil like well it's very it's very um a fancy way of saying yeah, something. Yeah, for, it's, for it's, I'm better than you because I know how to say nil-nil. Like, I'm a real soccer fan. My opinions are more valuable than yours because I know how to say nil-nil instead of fucking zero. Also, the score's always nil-nil. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, there's that's,
2: never, that's probably that, 95%
3: of the score. Yeah, it hasn't ever been a game that wasn't nil-nil.
2: But the good thing was, the other day... It was it, for for a long stretch now in uh, in the Northeast, or specifically in Hoboken, New Jersey. It, it it feels like Thailand hot. It's really hot and humid and gross. Yeah. And I live. It, it's a it's a uh, small city. Um. And there is a homeless man who looks like Jesus that kind of hangs out in a stoop, maybe fifty yards from my my building. Yes. And I saw him just baking, baking in the sun one day. Hold, on, he,
3: hold he, on! Hold on! Hold on! Are you about to brag about something you did nice for a homeless guy? Well oh
2: my God. I'm more I'm more oh, about oh to brag okay. about what he did. His okay. behavior is what I'm bragging about. Okay, tell me. Okay, so I was on my way to uh, the supermarket that I have to pass by him
3: and it's only two
2: blocks from my house.
3: You got a you got a Wegmans nearby? Uh A and P. A and P, okay. Regional okay, supermarkets so, are my favorite. Go ahead. So I was
2: picking up I was picking up some beer for myself, Shock. and, and, <laughs> and uh, like uh, barbecue stuff. We we're we we're having a barbecue. I see this guy baking, and so I think, you know what? Maybe I'm doing this just for me, but this guy looks like he could use a beer, and he's yeah. always pounding beers. Of course. So I so I go to the section in, within the supermarket. There's like the, the the beer section, and there's there are just the tall boys, the the individuals. I mean, it's not like I'm buying him a sixer. Sure, um, sure. Tall cans. So I'm looking at it, and I'm not going to get him the nine dollar Belgian ale or something so. like that. So I get him a Natty Ice. Yeah, I just that is
3: that's sort of low end.
2: It, it's low end, yeah. but if my choices were that or like a Foster's. For I got him a dollar fifty Natty yeah. Ice, like I, a like a twenty four ounce can, like a big a big you know big beer that yeah. He could just I get would appreciate with.
3: that. I would appreciate that. I mean, I would have been like, they don't have quarts of Miller Light in there or uh, um, yeah. Miller High Life. And he was.
2: And he was drinking something. He might have been drinking Bud Heavies, or I mean, yeah. he's always got beer. So I just figured
3: I'll add to the cost. Well, cause. Well, Natty, Natty is a, is an Anheuser Busch. That's basically Budweiser. You're drinking a Natty. You're drinking just like a little bit shittier Budweiser. Go on.
2: Yeah. So I walk back, and he's and he's just sweating. But of course, in that suspect homeless guy fashion, he's he's wearing like full jeans and maybe a hoodie. Like what like is sweating? That? I don't know. They, they keep, don't, they like, keep you know,
3: the leather jacket going the whole summer.
2: How hard would it be to just, you know, have a, a, a change of shitty shorts or an old pair of jeans that you've ripped off the legs? Something.
3: Well, the homeless, but, they like to layer. You know, they bring, they got a lot of stuff to carry around with them. They're layered. So just de-layer. But, like, take some yeah, layers I, off, I, dude. If,
2: I would get if there was a pile of clothes next to him and he was yes, just stripped down because totally. he's in the
3: sun. No one would anyway. fault him for that.
2: And he, he also doesn't get the concept of shade too much, because he could have moved over to a shady section, but he was baking in the sun, so I hand him the tall boy, and I go, here you go, bud, stay cool. Some You know, some oh, bullshit. Like, you tagged you know. it. I, I don't even think I said stay cool, I just said, here you go, bud. Yeah. And he looks at the natty ice, he just stares at it, then he stares back at me, and then he drops the natty ice and let us, lets it roll all the way to the curb.
3: Shut <laughs> the fuck up.
2: What yeah. right. What a dick. <laughs> I, but I kind of I kind of love that he did that. Like even even in man's darkest hour, yeah. he's still not too low to reject a natty ice.
3: Um that is yes. That is I And you know what? Agree. I deserve like, it. I got, him
2: it. A shitty be- I got him a shitty beer and he fucking called me on it. And I
3: love that about you, him. You could you could have got him the Foss. Now did you pick up the natty ice or did you now are things gonna be weird between you and Jesus?
2: Well, i I've, I've passed him a few times since then, but I I love his behavior, but I'm yeah, he's he's ki- kidding himself if he thinks I'm getting him another uh, another beer.
3: That's, that's yeah, that's it. You know that reminds me recently. Like I was thrown up. It's all about the okay. I have a couple homeless. This one homeless guy, I drove by the other day, and I really this guy would have got my money because he he had a his sign said cops took my crops, and I was like hey. You know, this guy got hassled for his weed. I would give this guy some money, but I, the, the, the light changed. You know, I didn't have a chance to stop. And I really wanted to take a picture of him for my Instagram. I thought <laughs> I traded him five bucks for that picture. Then one time, me and my beautiful girlfriend, Kate, were, were going to like this market, and it was in a, she wanted to make a curry, and she wanted to go to a proper Asian market to get all the items to make the curry and they had frozen frogs at this market but that's not the point the point is there's a homeless guy outside and he's like hey man I'm just I'm really hungry can you get me he had like a list he's like can you get me some eggs um, some tomatoes a a head of lettuce like he named off like five things and the thing is like this market had like you could buy they had like a little kitchen there that made food like I could have gone and bought him a whole chicken or you know I could have got him some lunch but he really, right. he really weirded me out with the shopping list because I'm like, I could just go over there and get him like a two-piece chicken meal with some rice and he'd be full. But if I walk out without the items that he specifically requested, he might, you know, right. he's a big dude. He might go, he's a little, seemed a little off. He,
2: he probably is if he's in that situation.
3: Yeah, it could have been a lot like your Natty Ice situation. He was right. a little picky. So I, uh, you know, I ended up buying him nothing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so uh, you're. I, I saw some really Whoa. interesting news out of you Whoa. lately, and Whoa. by interesting, the first story I wow. noticed you were tagged in a gym post on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes,
2: are you are you one of those guys that walks around with a gallon jug of water and a notepad?
3: Uh, no, I am definitely not. I do, I do <laughs> go to a gym. I do. It's like a boot camp style gym, so it's like okay. classes and uh, it's you know interval training. And yeah, they they had some promotion. I had just been there. The trainer probably thought of me. You know, oh, we're all right. Facebook friends, and yeah, I was tagged in a gym post. Not my proudest okay. moment, but
2: uh, yeah. But uh, actually, there there might be some other news. Anything else
3: let's, going on with you? Uh, I feel like you really have an agenda here. Yes. For those of you that do not know, and I feel like most people know, I feel like most people interact with us at Easy Ed Daily on Twitter, same Instagram, Facebook, you can find us all those places, and anybody that's friends with me on social media didn't have to wait to hear this podcast to know that I I became engaged, I am engaged to be married to my beautiful girlfriend, Kate, and we're very happy and very excited. And I know all you haters, all you married haters want to tell me how it's going to change. And look, guys, I'm sorry that your wives don't sex you. (laughs) Not you, obviously, Ed. You're a married man that gets much sex from his wife, I'm sure. But I'm very content. I'm very happy with my girlfriend. I'm excited for the future with her and I'm not concerned at all that things will change and that she'll start to nag me and all the things that you guys want to project on me about my girlfriend because your wives do those things. Uh, But I will say this, I got a lot, much more than that. I got a great deal of very very nice compliments from people all over social media that are very happy for me and kate and i really really appreciate that it's a we we live in a very big world that suddenly becomes a very small world and it's it's crazy to think that people would just take a time take time out of their day to to tell me congratulations it means a lot i really appreciate it and so thank you all very much all right. Even you had Ed, Ed sent me a very nice text. We uh, we texted Ed from a restaurant where we were sitting side by side, which Ed completely supports.
2: <laughs> I will say, yeah, I was very happy for you, but you still qualifies monsters for that side by side bullshit.
3: I told. Did we discuss this last week? How I changed yes. a reservation so I would be yes, side by side? Yes, we did. Yeah, yes, yes, we did. And
2: when Michelle listened to the podcast, she thought, she what, thought you, "What a romantic!" She thought, thought.
3: you were kidding. No. She no. She's like Ed. Why don't you do that? Why don't you Never. hold my hand throughout the meal?
2: I, I'm like very. I'm very happy with my marriage. I'm not one of these bitter married guys. But our, my marriage would be over in fifteen minutes if she tried <laughs> to sit next to me at the
3: I want you. Hopefully you guys make it out to the coast sometime. We will go enjoy a nice meal together where we will both be side-by-side seated by our beautiful, beautiful wives and girlfriends, and that will be... I'll take a special picture. Uh, Okay, Ed... Let's get to the fucking show. People are not into my sappy love life. I was, I am very. I was very into your uh, homeless beer selection. Like I feel like I wish you would have like sort of taken a picture of the beer. Like you should have got him the Fosters. What was the Fosters two ninety nine? Like go an I extra it was, buck.
2: It was it was three and change. So it was it was probably close to three times the price of the Natty Ice. Yes. And like yeah, three three dollars <laughs> is not going to break me for sure. Yes, but like. All, all, this whole story, I'm trying to tell you that my good deed, I love that he rejected it. That's true. Like you know, I'm not I'm not patting myself on the back for doing it. I just I just felt like for for my fellow man, I was like he must be hot and thirsty and then he shit on me and I was like, you know what, I deserve to be shit on for yeah, that
3: choice. That was kinda awesome. Okay, let's talk sports. All right. What's going on in the world of sports, Ed?
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneer great and Oakland Raider mediocre Warren Sapp recently admitted to giving his waitress a big fat goose egg for a tip at the Upper Deck Sports Bar and Grill in Hallandale, Florida. His reason? The waitress called him boy. After he and his party or- or ordered $69 worth of uh, uh, Heineken, wings, a Reuben, and a pizza, Sapp wrote, always don't tip, and a wobbly zero in the tip line. Wow. Brian? Brian? Justified behavior for the surly Hall of Famer?
3: Absolutely. And she, we, we should clarify, she didn't call him boy. She said, She's, what she would said you boys like, like boys. to drink? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a completely, totally, 100% legitimate way to address anyone of any race, anywhere, as long as they're male. Let's talk about the bigger problem here. Uh, it's the fucking middle of summer and he got crab soup as an appetizer.
2: Yeah, who the the fuck in like a when a group of guys go go out and especially in summer, but a group of guys and like people are ordering bar food and
3: somebody orders crab soup. Yeah, what's what is that like? Why do they even have that? Also, he's he's ranch with wings, guy. Wings they get blue cheese. Wings do not get ranch. Ranch is not first of all. The upper deck sports bar and grill should be shut down for a couple reasons. Serving ranch with wings, which is a major problem. Oh, we got a Reuben sandwich too. I don't mind a Reuben sandwich. Like I was going like, to say, I,
2: I find it almost impossible to turn down a Reuben when I see it on the menu. Yeah. It's it's certainly not healthy for you. No, but I see that Reuben and it's screaming so, my name on every so good. menu. It's it's such a good sandwich. Like it's, the, it's one of the perfect sandwiches.
3: Yeah, like the bucket of Heineken, the wings, the Reuben, fries. Like I'm pretty into this meal also like the upper deck okay i realize that it like the sometimes the literal meaning is not no longer the meaning so it's a sports bar you're calling it the upper deck and that's because that's that's like a stadium the upper deck of a right. stadium which but, uh, i mean in and of itself like you don't want to sit in the upper deck it like, should be,
2: it it's should, the it's the booby prize that's it, the bob euchre seats
3: yeah you should you should be like front row or you right. know like Orchestra. But now,
2: but now, what you're getting at? Right. What does upper deck upper mean deck to you now?
3: Has come to me, and I don't. You were in a fraternity, so you guys probably did this shit to each other. I was not. I feel like this is this is only an urban legend. But upper deck ha, has come to mean that's a prank where you're over at a buddy's apartment and you're drunk and you got to take a shit and you. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'm above this. And you, instead of. Having, Drop it
2: in the reservoir. Yeah.
3: Instead of having it in the normal place, in the bowl, you you evacuate yourself into the tank of the toilet, replace the lid, and it's, oh, you know, there's a lingering smell and brown water in your toilet, and later you come to realize that your buddy's taking a shit, and that's called an upper deck. And that's yeah. what everybody knows an upper decker is, and that's, you shouldn't name your sports bar that.
2: Right. It's it's bad, and Warren Saps. He's he's always been an asshole. He's, he was a phenomenal D tackle on the yeah. on the Bucks. But he's always been a dick and he's surly and Fuck him.
3: He's he's, Yeah, he's a fucking asshole, and he's looking for people—he's looking to be wronged, which is the worst fucking kind of person. He's looking for the bad in everyone, and that's because he's a bad human being. And I challenge you to find anybody with a similar personality trait that isn't a horrible, horrible person. This is—I could not know anything else about Warren Sapp, and just seeing this— snippet of his life this window into his world I know he's a fucking asshole and he's a bad bad guy fuck him yeah and he's broke
2: so yeah. he, that's why he found a way to justify not tipping somebody
3: right exactly we tip we tip
2: in America that's that's just the rule You you tip
3: yeah, you tip. You do you you offer that's that's just how we do it here. You this is how people make a living. There's the service economy, people get paid from tips. And in a lot of states, and this isn't Florida, so I'm sure it's this way, they they because they get tipped, they barely make any kind of hourly wage. It's like 2 dollars right, an hour. The-
2: the government taxes them he- heavier there's something like where they're really netting nothing from their paycheck it's yeah. the tip money
3: yeah exactly so yeah if you don't tip you are a fucking asshole and don't get i don't want to hear any fucking bullshit about it and don't tell me i tip too much cuz i you know when i do the... split the bill first of all everybody well, well,
2: absolutely. nobody nobody should be doing you know bring the bill to uh, me itemization
3: yes yeah, the bill's to coming to me i'm adding 20% to the total and then I'm dividing it by the number of people at this table. And you're all... I don't care if you fucking don't drink. I don't care if fat ass over here had dessert. We all ate. We all shared this meal. And we're all splitting it equally. And that's the fucking... That's how it works. And if you're not down with that, I got a problem with you. You're garbage. Yeah, you're gar- You're a garbage person. Thank you, Ed. Okay, next story. <laughs>
2: Speaking of surly, fat, defensive linemen... Ohio State sophomore Tracy Sprinkle was arrested this weekend. Officers responded to a bar brawl at the grown and sexy lounge in Lorain, Ohio. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> After arriving, officers also discovered a flipped over pool table, Whoa. broken lights, broken lights and chairs, a man who had been smashed in the face with Sprinkle's bottle, an unconscious young woman, and last but not least. Sprinkle stash of cocaine in his backseat. Nice. Officers, officers found the two bags, but uh, I, I, I would tell you how much it was, but I saw it was metric, so I just kind of gloss over whenever right. I see the metric That's system.
3: All, only drug dealers use the metric now, system. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, can you believe
2: that an Urban Meyer coach player would have a man uh, would would have this kind of behavior? No, this I is mean, crazy. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer never has bad seeds on his team.
3: No, never. He loves the Lord. Also like Tracy Sprinkle. Like I loved a lot of her movies early on when she first got into porn, when she was fresh faced. <laughs> and, but then, you know, they start, they age them real fast. They start smoking a lot of crack and doing a lot of math right. and stuff. And then by this time they're having a double anal, you know, uh, six months later, they're looking used up. I, you know, I only like the early stuff that Tracy Sprinkle did.
2: Yeah. Uh, Peter North
3: ruined her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, look, you name your kid Tracy Sprinkle. Like all bets are off. It's it's like a boy named Sue. He's got he's got to kick the shit out of everybody. He's got to do cocaine. He's got he's got to prove himself by flipping pool tables. Got to be pretty fucking strong though. I mean, pool tables heavy.
2: Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta give Meyer credit. He does know how to find athletes. The problem is. Uh, with this history with uh, some of the thugs such as Aaron Hernandez. Aaron, Bern-
3: Aaron Hernandez, yeah. Uh, yeah, not surprised that my... And Urban Meyer's one of those real holier-than-thou types right. where he's going to be like, we're right. going to work with the, We're not going to turn our back on the athlete. Right. We're going to work right. with the player. You know, he, he does a lot of that. And, of course, it's just so they win games. He, he might get suspended for... Oh, here's their schedule right here. Um, well, ten four, they got to walk over at Maryland. I'm, oh, I could see, I could see him. Actually, they, I mean, they play Kent State. I feel like Tracy Sprinkle right. is going to be able to sit out either the Navy game or the Kent State game or definitely the Maryland game because that, where can I get down on that? By the way, <laughs> what? Where I like, I like to place a bet on that Ohio State Maryland game. I really like. I'll, I'll lay some points.
2: I, you're, you're not going to get me to uh, to fight you on this one.
3: The only way Marilyn can win is by distracting people with those horrible helmets.
2: Oh, stop it. Now you're just jealous.
3: <laughs> okay. Tracy Sprinkle. Right. Next. I, I love, by the way, love all Tracy Sprinkle's movies.
2: Uh, speaking of agitated uh, fat shits, enormous Yankees fan Andrew Rector has filed a $10 million defamation lawsuit against ESPN, John Cruck, Dan Shulman, and Major League Baseball Advanced Media for showing him and commenting about him falling asleep in the fourth inning of a Yankees-Red Sox game. Uh, the lawsuit, which contained a myriad of misspelled words and names, alleges the analyst used an avalanche of disparaging words against the very tired fan. The lawsuit attempts to clear the air that the Haystacks Calhoun looked like... <laughs> He is very aware. He, he had to, like, make sure in his lawsuit that he's very aware of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Yeah. He also wanted to make it crystal clear he's not gay. What? Brian, <laughs> how, how sympathetic are you for the beefy fan?
3: No gay guy would fuck this guy, first of all. He's lucky that he's not gay. Um, right. he, mo- he looks almost like a young King Kong Bundy. He's super fat. Like, although he's not, like, morbidly obese. Like, he fits in the seat.
2: No, it's not. It's not so much that. It's just he's either shit faced or he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, like, who falls asleep in the fourth
3: inning? Yeah, he was probably a, at one of those bars in the neighborhood, Stance. all wasted. Yeah, cruised, cruised into the game, hammered, passed out, and they didn't even really say anything that bad about him. I would uh, personally like. Hopefully, this thing gets thrown out straight away. But if not, I would contribute to a Kickstarter. Like, this is a cause I can get behind to defend everyone. You know, I'm not an ESPN fan, but I I would, as a moral... Duty. I would feel it was my moral duty to contribute some money so that this guy they don't settle with this fucking asshole because they, they hardly even made fun of him. Like who wouldn't they just, just laugh that up? Pointed
2: off? out. Yeah, he's weird, asleep. And they're like, did he fall? Was he asleep during the Beltran Homer? And they just kind of like made a few comments. Yeah, and that was it.
3: Yeah, he was asleep. Whole- yes.
2: He should, he should, uh, like the frivolous lawsuit thing, like he should have to wear a dunce cap for, a, for a year after this gets dismissed. Absolutely. They should just, they shouldn't let him get away with it yeah, for no I,
3: reason. I totally agree. This is one of the problems with America. Anyone like people are always like, Oh, I could get sued. Well, anyone can get sued. Anyone can get sued for anything. And that's what's fucked up about this country. Uh, also like what's more embarrassing getting caught sleeping at a baseball game or getting caught keeping score.
2: <laughs> that is that is so bizarre. It's one thing when you see the 75-year-old guy that this yeah. is just what he did from his youth, but sometimes you see somewhat younger men just keeping score at games.
3: That's a problem. It's a re- like being you, you know me, like being too into anything is an issue for me. I don't want to I don't want to ever be known as someone that is really into anything. And being real like going to the baseball game, the baseball game is incidental. You're there to drink beer and eat hot dogs and be in the sunshine with your family, with your kids. Uh, you know, being really into the game, I you know, that's a that's a suspect behavior. I, I'm I'm much more comfortable with the guy that falls asleep than the yeah, normal aged guy sitting there with his little book where he's kept score for every game all season.
2: I'm not I'm not against uh people who are really into it. Well, Unlike you. I don't I don't care. But I do have a problem. I think it there is still is a limit. You can really be happy about a game the keeping score, or or the guys guys who wear their gloves to games is a real problem. Oh yeah,
3: bringing the glove. Ice Cube recently wore his glove to a Dodger game. That is a major major issue. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope this guy doesn't get any money. Uh, okay, Ed. Good sports stuff this week. We're the sports show of record.
2: Yeah, yeah. We 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 already covered sports, but like, what do we
3: have in non sports? In non sports, Ed, I know. You're from Jersey and being from Jersey, you grew up a huge White Snake fan. <laughs> and just like all the chicks in your high school and uh, I know you were bummed to find out that this week White Snake's singer David Coverdale had to deal with a major issue when a black bear broke into his ha- into his house in Tahoe. Any concern uh, what, or we, sh- none of us should be concerned because he was able to survive the experience with only his fridge uh, pi- pillared, pilloried, pillaged. <laughs> I don't know what words mean, but a bear got into his house and <laughs> ate all the food in his refrigerator.
2: Ate a bunch of shit,
3: Ed. Tell me, did you, as a member, maybe even the president of the White Snake Fan Club, did you get a text message when this situation happened at the David Coverdale home?
2: Well, are we sure this wasn't his ex, Tony Cottane, break into his kitchen? Right. Have you seen? Have <laughs> you, you seen see her lately? Yes. Oh my she, god, she's
3: got some problems.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was, I was thinking. The funny thing was, can you imagine the the bear's perspective? like he comes in and he's just chowing down on somebody's fridge and then he looks up and he sees David Coverdale. He's like, "Oh, hey. I'll leave." Yeah, he don't like, just don't sing is this love?
3: <laughs> Do you think he was like, "Hey man, big fan. It's all good. Hey, I'm like, "Hey, no, you mind? I'm just going to grab a couple. There's nobody like.
2: that's an actual, There's nobody that's an actual fan of White Snake, dude. And does
3: does, does does White Snake still tour? Is it one of those things where it's White Snake, but it's like five different guys? And also, like Tahoe, pretty baller. Like good of David Coverdale to hold on to some money so he can he can shack up in Tahoe.
2: He must have been good with money because I can't think of White Snake having more than like a year or maybe two years in the spotlight.
3: Yeah, it's when you're only known for the hot chick in your videos, like, your music couldn't have been that good. All I remember is Tawny Catane I'll be honest. I'll be honest.
2: Yeah, I, I came of age watching that video. Yeah, I
3: got I got very aroused. She was barefoot. She was in a white dress. She was She's on the hood of the car. She could, she could her body; she could contort her body into positions that I found very appealing.
2: Did you? Are you doing the show from the freeway? I was very much. <laughs> I
3: live in a corner. I mean, the the, okay. the right. Baller Lifestyle World headquarters are on a on a corner of a busy street.
2: It's a it's a very accessible place.
3: We're near the window. Don't don't stop by for autographs, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, David Coverdale. We're glad he's okay. Okay, another story, Ed. Okay before we get to preview coming up, and I keep forgetting to preview this at the beginning of the show, how fucking old is this guy? I got one for you tonight. Uh, Here's another story. Ed, this is in your neighborhood, practically. Do you remember the cannibal cop? Who doesn't? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's a bigger story where you live, because this guy was a New York cop, and it was discovered that he sort of had a list and a plan to abduct women and boil them alive and eat their flesh and all the normal stuff that we all fantasize about. But the thing is, he never actually—he only planned it. So it's kind of like if we caught Osama bin Laden, where he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly some planes into some towers. We're gonna hijack." Um, and but he hadn't done it yet. and We're like, "Oh, that's cool, man." <laughs> like, was, hey, that's a pretty scary plan. You got there. Hey, just get out of here. Just don't worry about it. Right. Head right. head on back to your cave, man. Uh, yeah, this guy, the cannibal cop. Was released. His conviction was overturned. I assume he'll be retried, Uh, but he's he's free. Also, free at a hundred thousand dollar bail. It's like how does he have that? That's that's a bigger story here. Um, uh, let's read from the story. The cannibal cop got his first taste of freedom Tuesday after nearly two years in jail, then headed home, I oh, gotta love the New York Post, to sink his teeth into some of his mom's home cooking. <laughs> of course his mom stands by him. Gilberto Valle's mother, who wept as, ju- as a judge ordered him freed, said so she planned to whip up a platter of pasteles, Latin American meat pies. This guy looks like he fancies some carbs. Once they arrive home to Queens. Uh, I'm gonna cook him his favorite meal, human," she said, No, out of their part. <laughs> uh, this guy was released from jail in a two big shirt that's open two buttons with a butterfly collar. Um, he's Ed- got he's got big, wide, loose, pleated pants on. He looks like a fucking criminal. Ed, what are your thoughts on the cannibal cops release?
2: Well, I got a couple of things. First of, well, I have three things. One. He is very, Queens is not very far, so yes. I'm not all that comfortable with this guy on the loose. Well, I, I think um, he's
3: into chicks. Okay, but I he, have a wife. He, he wants so. to eat women. Yeah, he
2: could. He could be planning to eat my wife right now. Yeah, that's that's a um, problem. Um, the picture that you're talking about, his bad fashion, but it also looks like he's got a healthy set of Mickelsons. I mean, he's got he's got some serious bitch ditties. How does he <laughs> get that after two years in the pokey? Yeah, don't. I'll,
3: like, you're in jail, all you do is push-ups and pull-ups, right?
2: Exactly. Shit on a shingle and push-ups. Yeah,
3: I mean, I'd, I'd be the fittest dude in town in jail. Exactly. How does this guy bitch titties
2: coming out of the yeah. pokey? He's- um, and also, there is, uh, in the story, when they talk about uh, his family celebrating him getting released, it said <laughs> one of his brothers brought or bought milk and beer for the victory party.
3: Milk. <laughs> it's milk. Who drinks milk? Baby who cows. Milk at a
2: party. Who has milk at a party? That's five year olds, which coincidentally is the age when kids bite each other.
3: But, <laughs> but milk? Yeah. <laughs> like, who makes sure? Hey, Gilberto's getting out today. I'm gonna run down the store. I gotta get his milk. <laughs> he needs milk.
2: I'm going to get some 2% moo juice. <laughs>
3: like, what's, how, what, where, uh, what kind of planet is milk ever a party item? I, yeah, Never. unless you're ha- unless you're having some three-year-olds or say, a couple calves over to your house.
2: It, unless Gilberto's like, man, the only thing I want now that I'm out of jail is a bowl of cereal. You should not be buying milk.
3: No, of course. No one should buy milk. Don't drink milk. Almond milk. Uh, All right, Ed, we'll we'll keep our eye on Cannibal Cop, your neighbor in Queens. Maybe he'll get his job back. That would be exciting. Um, Okay, Ed, it's time. I think we've explained this segment plenty of times, but I'll explain it one more time. New favorite segment on the show. How fucking old is the, that this guy? That's where each of us brings a celebrity name to the table, and we ask the other, how fucking old is this guy? Ed, would you like me to go first, or would you like to lead?
2: Um, I'll, I'll start. Go for it. All right. Here's, here's, here's somebody that everybody is very familiar with. He's been on TV for most of our lives. Kelsey... Grammar.
3: Cool. This is a tough one. This is a
2: tough. This is a tough one. I'll I'll just give you a hint. He started. He was not on the first season. He started on Cheers in 1983.
3: 1983. Okay. When he started on Cheers in 1983, he looked about, I would say, 44 years old. Uh, 83 to 2014. That's like 34 years. No. 31 years 31 plus 44 he's 75 yeah okay <laughs> now he has like three-year-olds i've seen he's yeah. also he's also like been divorced like 14 times and i believe he's got like a 29-year-old wife that just had a baby loves uh,
2: procreating
3: Yeah, he loves having kids. He has so much money that all he can think to do, he doesn't make any charitable donations. He just keeps marrying people and giving them half of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he can't be on this planet too much longer because I've just done the math, and Kelsey Grammer is 75 years old today. Kelsey Grammer.
2: Kelsey Grammer just turned in February. He just turned 59 years old. (laughs) (laughs)
3: God <laughs> no he, he was twenty-eight no. on cheers. No. Fifty nine Mind What? I mean, I knew I was guessing That's a little bit high, but I was thinking like sixty-nine.
2: <laughs> yes, fifty. Fifty-nine. Not even sixty. Wow. And not not for not for many
3: months will he be sixty. He was in his twenties on cheers. That is crazy. Okay, yeah. that, that might be... I can never top that. I should have gone first. Uh, okay, here's mine. That might be the best one we've had yet. Uh, here's mine. This guy you've known to be a very old guy for a very long time. He was on. He's best known as being the old, crotchety boss on Mary Tyler Moore. He's been in lots of other shit. He was on TV throughout our childhood... He was. He was played Lou Grant. Recently, he did the. He, he voiced the crotchety old guy in Up. He's been very, very old for a very long time. Of course, I'm talking about Ed Asner. Ed, how old is your namesake, Ed Asner?
2: <laughs> I have to think, Ed Asner is. I, I'm not sure the exact years of Mary Tyler Moore, but let's say that was 45 years ago, and he was crotchety then. I will say he was, I'll say he was 55 then, so he is he is cracking triple digits. I'll say he's 100, and since I haven't heard he died, he might be uh, like Commandant Lazard. He's an older, he's a 100-year-old living legend
3: not even close Ed Asner while very old is only 84 years old born November 15 wow. 1929 which like okay yeah he's pretty old but when you think about it in the early 70s when he looked 59 years old on the Mary Tyler Moore show he was like yeah. 41
2: Oh my god like how how is it possible we're close in age to what he was Yeah
3: he he was our age when he Jesus. looked much, much older. He looked like you imagine getting together to
2: with your buddies, getting together with your buddies, and one of them looked like that. You'd be like, buddy. Dude, yeah, he did. you, you, like, you, you need huh? some you need some fucking sleep, buddy. You've
3: been hanging out with Gavin McLeod too much, buddy. Smoking too many <laughs> cigs. Uh, Conrad Bain. I love that. I'm running out of people. People keep sending us good, how fucking old is this guy's? Keep sending a. Sending them to us, and we'll research them and we'll put them, we'll feature them in the mailbag, mailbag at the dot lifestyle.com. We love how fucking old is this guy. Okay, now it's time. Joining us now. Everybody's favorite segment of the program, Fancy Pop. That's where we talk pop culture, everything that's happening in the world of celebrity, and in particular, the Bachelor or Bachelorette. That is the segment that everybody looks forward to. Joining us now is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, guys. I'm good. Hey, Fancy. How is everybody? We are well uh, stoked you could be here. Always good to have you in studio. Aw, like thank you. You are in studio. Life is just better. Mm-hmm. Like things are better when you're in studio would, here on the show. I
5: would have to agree. Yeah,
3: I agree as well. Uh, jo- special guest, though. Exciting. Big, big, big guest for us today. Our favorite, uh, somebody that we always, there was Hometowns this week on The Bachelorette, and we got to bring in our number one, Mr. Automatic, favorite guest of the show, Jason Stewart Jason how are you
4: I'm awesome and I I'm proud to say that I I'm becoming a semi-regular I mean it, it Am I going to start getting a portion of the salary that you pay uh, daily?
3: Absolutely. We'll, we'll do we'll do that thing where, like, when you're a guest on a uh, talk yeah, show. You're, you get scale. you're a recurring guest. Yeah, recurring guest. And you, you've got me semi-regular as well, Jason, because it makes me so happy to have you on the show. Okay, tell us what happened. Kate, lead us through the segment. What happened this week in the world of pop culture?
5: Okay, let's talk a little pop culture. So Pamela Anderson, you guys knew that she got married again in January? Oh, no one knew that. Okay. So she's been married to, let's see, Tommy Lee.
3: Big cock. Kid Rock. <clears throat> not not sure about his cock size. And this guy Rick Salomon, who he, she—he's also got a huge cop.
5: Who was married to Shannon Doherty previously in 2002, yeah. but they annulled their marriage. He
3: he did a sex tape with Paris Hilton, and he's a very big dick.
5: Did a did a sex tape with Paris Hilton. That that's you know what he's most he's, known for.
2: Yep, that's that's the, the the famous Paris Hilton tape that got her. Yeah, f- that's right. One, n- in the map.
5: One yep. night in Paris. Yeah. Anyway, so Pam and he wed in Vegas in 2007, but they annulled it only two months later. And then she announced that in January she had wed him again. Only now they're filing for a divorce. Oh. And well, she, she doesn't have the best taste in men, let's be honest.
3: This, one, had- this one lasted, what, four months? Five months? Six months? Yeah,
5: six oh, months.
2: They, they gave it a good shot. Anyway... It,
5: this guy is a multi-million-dollar winning poker player. Is that true? But the thing is, and
3: Jason, you can probably speak to this because you have played professional poker. I feel like if uh, I feel like he's probably lost two and a half times that much playing poker.
4: I think that that's always the case. Like when you hear any, I guess any gambler for that matter, if they ever give you a number that they've won, you just have to assume they've lost 10 times that much.
3: Right. That's exactly. They they say the old adage is there's two kinds of gamblers, losers and liars, and I would put Rick Solomon in the liar category, but it doesn't matter because I would trade places with him in a minute just because of the fact right. that he has a giant. Group.
5: Also, he might have yeah. lost a lot of money, but he just <laughs> took home two point eight million dollars in that last right. tournament and became ter- fourth. I'm, in. Sh-
3: I'm sure he lost it that weekend at the tables. It's not always lost. wouldn't su- right. wouldn't surprise me. Unfortunately, he's lost. Poor Pamela Anderson, who let's be honest, she hit a wall ten years ago. I feel she needs a rich guy to marry.
5: Have you guys seen her? New- she chopped off her- all her hair.
3: She's got short. She's got uh, old lady. No. Short hair. She looks just not good. She wears Ugg boots. Also,
5: those huge fake tits are not going to look right in about five to ten years.
3: Totally agree. It's it's the end has already passed for poor Pamela Anderson. But keep us advised of her marital successes and failures in the future, Kate. Will uh, do. Because I would like to now, know. Now,
4: let me let me say just Go, for note. Tell us. Fan, fans of the podcast will remember this, that barbed wire was my choice for action hero babysitter.
3: Absolutely. How
4: could we forget
3: barbed wire out of nowhere? Quite possible. Like, I took Michael Dudikoff, which I thought was pretty Wait,
5: good. Wait, Jason, why did you choose her to be well, your
4: babysitter? I mean, as I said, the fake is like basically supersede the fact <laughs> that she allowed a child to die on her property, I'm just gonna for, I'm gonna forgive that part of her resume because she's she was very easy to look at. But that, I that's we all we all
3: make mistakes. I don't mean to correct you because I've already done it a couple times, and it seems that it didn't take. But the ch- the child that died in her care was actually at a party at Tommy Lee's house. This is true, um, you guys. Yeah that, yeah,
4: that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it
3: doesn't. Make- <laughs> It doesn't make it any less funny. Okay. Uh, Excellent. Excellent story. Kate, what's next in the world of pop culture?
5: Um, Apparently, Sarah Palin is publicly auditioning to join The View, which I think would be a perfect forum for her because she's an
3: idiot. Oh, absolutely. I... If They like, they should jump on this. If she wants the job, they will hire her for sure. That's a no-brainer. She, she should get the job.
5: In an interview with a Hollywood reporter, she was quoted as saying, I hear everyone recently got canned from The View. Maybe a show like that needs a punch of reality and a voice of reason from America's heartland to knock some humble sense into their script. You know, someone willing to go rogue. <laughs> Obviously talking about herself. <laughs>
3: She's such a fucking idiot.
5: She's a moron. But uh, I would love it if she joined The View. Of
3: course. It's a no-brainer. Jason Stewart, you have made a lot of bones in television. You produce television. As put yourself in the mindset of ABC, the producer of The View, do you pull the trigger on Sarah Palin figuratively?
4: I mean, for no other reason than the I mean the huge splash the the, the you know the the publicity that it's going to draw everyone will tune into that first episode um, she once she starts talking that's when you start losing viewers and listeners i she's really easy to look at as I think uh, the three guys here could attest, uh-huh. but you know, once she enough. starts talking i don 't know if it's the accent or just her <laughs> Unintelligence or what, but you just kind of lose me at that point. Yeah,
3: she's super stupid and annoying, but that would be a bi- literal big splash uh, for that show. They they want her, if she wants to do it, she's got the job, I guarantee. I
5: mean, they hired Jenny McCarthy, why wouldn't they hire Jenny her? Jenny
3: McCarthy, also very stupid, but I would say even less stupid and less uh, polarizing than Sarah Palin.
5: agree.
2: Well, what about Sherry Shepard? The dumbest person on the hist- in the history of the
3: planet. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens in that. I really hope Sarah Palin gets the job. And they should get somebody... They should do, like, a crossfire. Like, she'll obviously advocate for conservative stuff, like that other idiot that was on the show... Uh, Hasselbeck. Yeah, she's married to a quarterback. Uh, Hasselbeck, she's not there anymore. So they should get somebody on the other side and do sort of a crossfire thing and let them argue and bicker. Uh, Okay, next story, Kate. What's happening in the world of pop culture?
5: Okay, you remember a few weeks back when I... um, talked about that incident in the elevator with Jay-Z, Beyoncé, and Jay-Z's sister Solange going nuts on Jay-Z. I
3: was team Solange, as I think everyone was.
5: Right. Um, It's now being reported that maybe Beyoncé just accused Jay-Z of cheating in her concert on Saturday night. Um, Apparently, while performing on their dual on-the-run tour at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio, Beyoncé dropped what many people feel is a clue in the middle of her poignant ballad, Resentment. She tweaked the lyrics a little bit in an apparent nod to her relationship with Jay-Z. Okay, so she's saying, been riding with you for 12 years, which she changed from six years. Why did I deserve to be treated this way by you? She's saying, you're probably thinking, what's up with B? I've been crying, can't stop crying. You could have told me... You weren't happy. I know you didn't want to hurt me, she sang. I got a look in her eyes and she's not half of me. She ain't even half of me. That bitch will never be. So apparently she changed the words a little bit that and it's bitch. been t- it's been talked about that Jay Z apparently has been having a long running <clears throat> affair with R and B singer Maya. Right. And that he pays for her that lifestyle.
3: Like a, that
2: seems like a downgrade. Yeah.
5: Definitely. But it's apparently it's been it's been going on for a long
3: time. You know. And
2: that's also that also seems like a dog shit song.
3: That's a, that yeah, a terrible. lyric. Yeah, horrible lyric. Such a downer. Wow. Here's the thing: that's like Jimmy Crack Corn.
5: Maybe I should have sang it.
3: You. That would have been better. <laughs> Here's the thing: you you marry a rapper. It's like marrying a ball player or an airline pilot or a high powered attorney or a traveling salesman. You know they're gonna fuck around. This is the, the, professional
2: coxman. Yeah, professional that, coxman.
3: That's what they do. And you could be the hottest chick in the world. You could be kate upton or i don't know whoever's top of their game right now and if you marry a kind of the kind of guy that's a captain of industry or in one of these lines of work they are going to go out and they are going to swing it around because that's what they do they score in business and they score pussy do you guys agree and
4: that's what i always thought that with the the tiger woods ellen nordgren thing it was like She knew, when she she signed up for that, she signed up for the money, she signed up for the fame, she was just going to have her kids in solitude and Tiger could go fuck whatever he wants. Right. But the the problem happened when it became public and all of a sudden mm-hmm. now she is a national shamed woman and embarrassed I think that's maybe where I don't know if Beyonce is like maybe sensing the rumors or something's going to come out that's going to blow this thing up because there's no way in hell these people don't get married knowing the rules with these people they, I, they just they know the rules It's but something's going to come out I have a feeling I would agree
3: well
5: I think she's definitely trolling us but I think there's something to it as well
3: Right, she's getting the most out of it. But where there's smoke, there's fire. Your sister doesn't light up your husband in public and start beating his ass for something minor. There's some. It's something big.
5: And if it's true, if she, if, she, if she is calling out her husband during a song, then that maybe that's her only way of kind of letting him know. Like you're close. So I'm not going to blow it up, but I'm going to let people know Absolutely, a little bit. Yeah, or get them talking. Seems like
2: a, seems like a real bummer of a concert.
5: <laughs> Such a bummer.
4: Yeah. Exactly. I go hey, I got to look at that. Let's work out our p- let's work I, out I, out I marital look issues. At that piece of ass singing in front of me. I don't need you to be spilling your relationship right. drama. Right. Obviously. Yeah, no don't thanks.
3: don't get up there and start talking about Darfur and, you know, you get up there and shake your tits is what you're saying.
2: Hey, G- G- I'm, G- I got G- a James G- right now.
5: Well, I don't know. Apparently, everyone lost their shit and went crazy. Like, I watched the video, and when she's singing these words, everyone was cheering and going nuts. Yeah,
3: yeah, of course. Uh, I
2: find that hard to believe, because I've never once paid attention to the lyrics of
4: the name. <laughs> ever. That's
3: exactly right. Jason, you were about to drop the name of one of your many famous friends, Jay Moore. Yeah.
4: Jay Moore's got a great line about that. Like, when he goes to see Pearl Jam, and Eddie Vedder between songs says, Dick Cheney's an asshole. And Jay Moore says, no, you're an asshole because you haven't played Jeremy. Now right. get to it. Yeah, right. Exactly.
3: <laughs> nobody wants your politics just because you have a, a pulpit for it. And nobody wants, well, maybe people do want to hear about your marital problems, but we are not among them. Oh, uh, I do. I absolutely do. Absolutely. I, knew, I know there's an audience for that. <laughs> uh, okay. Very interesting stuff. Excellent, excellent topic. I can't wait to find out more about this. Kate, what else is happening? Are we ready? Is it time? That, Are we talking bachelorette? Yeah, let's go to hometowns. Ed's favorite show, <laughs> Bachelorette popped off. Hometown dates. Uh and Is that what it's called? It, the yeah, hometown dates they say we're doing a
2: hometowns?
4: hometowns. I think I think they
3: just refer to it as hometowns. Yeah, they shorten it up hometowns. We Go it's like
4: this cute little nickname that they that they picked up maybe in the s- season six or something. Yeah, and then not cute. Pa- Pablo last season just ran the shit into the ground, Hometowns. and he just k- talk, kept talking about the Honta, hometown, mm-hmm. Honta. Hometown. And I hate to be a, a racist uh, Mexican impersonator, but <laughs> yeah, hometown like Ricky hometown. Ricardo. He's, yeah, that's pretty much what he was. <laughs>
3: He's Venezuelan. Uh, yeah, I like hometowns because a lot of t- a lot of times they go to these people' house people's houses, and their houses are pretty shitty. Um, that's always fun to watch. It's just fun to go inside and see people's shitty decor and their fat girlfriend or fat sisters Um, and you know when you're on when you're out at a hotel and you're at a resort and you're fit and you're looking good you can be one way
5: and I'm also fascinated to see parents that have spawned people that want to go on these shows
3: very true and let's get into that okay I'm taking away because we need to get into the details of this there's a lot of good ones so many talk about the home so
5: many moments to talk about this week Um, Okay, so let's start with Nick Who I dislike more and more With that bad leather jacket and scarf get up With every passing minute of the show Mm -hmm. So he gets the first home Leather jacket
2: and scarf Yeah, it's all he's been wearing He wore it all through Europe
5: And he's still wearing it in Milwaukee Like, I thought that was his Europe outfit Um, But he's still wearing it. He has a lot of
3: scarves.
5: Um, So the first thing that they do is they go to the Milwaukee Public Market, which is like whatever. I don't know. I mean, no offense, Milwaukee, but it seems like there's not a lot going on there.
4: Oh, yeah. I would would definitely not. I would not hesitate to to shit on Milwaukee. I think she (laughs) did a great job. And I I had sent I sent I sent Brian a text during this. I said, Annie's doing a great acting job of acting like Milwaukee's cool.
3: It's why she's a perfect bachelorette because she yeah. makes ex- it seem authentic when she's like, oh my god, I'm at a market! She's really she's good at that. But it's over to the top. The I'm, yeah. I
5: feel exhausted watching her, like, so to emulate this kind of joy and over excitement and this like smiling like yeah. constantly all the time, it's like I'm tired. So they, tired they, for her. They
3: hit the market. They get a beer. They get a Nick and Andy That's beer. That's right, and Nick then, and Andy beer. Oh and then
5: then they then they hike it over to his house. They
3: head, oh wait, they polka dance. Oh
5: yeah. Then which was not
3: awkward in any way. <laughs> and then they head to Nick's house. Kate, tell us about Nick's house.
5: Okay, so they go to me, meet his parents and. 10 siblings that's right there are like who the hell has 11 children i would like to know he has like a four- Ag- aging from 50 to like
3: nine years yeah, old he has like a 42 year old sister <laughs> and like a nine-year-old sister it's How like, what's weird happen? about that great hey,
5: what's weird about that what's odd the main feature of their living room is it's like two walls joined by a seam that have framed pictures of every family member including spouses and grandchildren not
3: creepy in any it way it would be
5: enough to have me running for the hills and I think she's definitely freaked out by the size of his family.
3: Oh, Are they who, Mormon or something? Who, they're not Mormon cuz they're, they're drinking Mormon? wine like crazy, but uh-huh. there is a lot of them. Um, Jason, what did you think about Nick's family? Well, for, I
4: mean, I you have to go right to the 9-year-old and I I don't blame her. In fact, I feel sorry for her. I always I I just don't think it's fair when people put kids on TV. It's, it's true. not their choice they want to be on TV. Uh-huh. Somebody, a parent has to be responsible and be like you know what, I'll give you to a babysitter tonight and we're gonna have these T V people. Don't over exploit here. your nine year old. And and, and it, it was just sad and it was embarrassing because not only did they have the nine year old in the mix, they she became like the centerpiece interviewer for for and Anne had a lot for of Annie, cringe. And, and Annie and yeah, have. and and then all of a sudden uh I am talking about the right person right. Annie, that's her name. Andy. Andy. Um, yeah. close enough. Okay, so and so Andy goes into like her network bachelorette speak with the 9-year-old. The 9-year-old yep. says, "Do you love my brother or are you going to marry him?" And she goes into the same old tired crap talking that she points. gives everybody. "You know, I could definitely see a future with your brother." We'll just have to see how it plays out. It's like you're explaining this to a nine-year-old. I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever. And she's like, what's
5: what's your favorite thing about your relationship? And she's like, our mental connection. Like the nine-year-old's just like, what?
2: Yeah, but exactly. then I can't tell. I can't tell if you guys are describing the actual show or just fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, then the
3: nine-year-old goes back and reports. She's a double agent. She goes back yeah. and reports all of her findings, but she can't to her, remember anything because she's nine. To her, to her quote brother, who's fucking old enough to be her dad, Nick. <laughs> it would be so easy
2: to dupe a nine-year-old. It's like duping a dog. They like throw a steak with a guard dog. You could you could easily dupe a nine year old.
3: All, all Ed's references are cliches. I got I got, cliches you, I got
2: I got you tickets to Frozen on Ice. Yeah. And I just. Put in a good word for me. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. Fucking
3: nitwit. Okay, then, how did the rest then, of Nick's
5: date? Then okay. there's the obligatory older sister, Maria, with the bad Wisconsin accent, who's way too involved in her siblings' relationships and quizzes Nick about his relationship with Andy and vice versa. How Andy I think feels
4: the, about I Nick. Think the nine year old was Nick and his sister's child. That's that's my new theory.
3: <laughs> I think you're right. It's some game of thrones shit. She did she did look oh, okay, I'm not gonna make fun of looking. Okay. okay, Kate, wrap up Nick's date. Nick's hometown. Um, with Andy.
5: Okay, so Andy. Okay, we talked about the little sister? Um, okay, then he sits on sits on the couch with his mom, and they both have a cry about how in love Andy with he, with Andy that he is. And honestly, the relationship with the mom seems a little creepy. Like the mom says, "You were always so good and attentive to me as a son." That
3: was weird. Yeah.
4: Very yeah. incestuous, this Very, whole thing. very, yeah. very weird. They're, They're a close-knit sp- family It explains protein. a
3: lot. Yeah.
5: Anyway, um, <clears throat> it, it ended with, you know crying and hugging and she left i think she was happy to be out of that house with all those people <laughs> basically she's not picking nick he's getting dumped i mean i hope really yeah yeah, yeah. She's, not picking. So? yeah, yeah. she's not picking him she's, a, she's not into him if it anymore for
3: marcus nick may have go, gone home last night unless she wanted to wow. bring him to the end to dump him but there's no chance nick wins the show now, now i don't think me, so. If, yeah.
4: If I could button up the Nick thing, I had this takeaway as well. As he was having that weird conversation with his mother, which I'm pretty convinced they had sex after that scene, They, um, this is what he said to her. And this kind of sums up Nick because all the guys have been like, he's a player, he's playing the game, it's a strategy thing. And he kind of proved that, I think, when he said to his mother, I think I'm the favorite. And yeah he did now notice he didn't say I think I'm her favorite. yeah, I think I'm the favorite, which was an interesting comment to me like I guess That's he right. is trying yeah. to just win this he makes thing, right? I he's think it's weird cool. yeah all and these you don't guys- think he's gonna win no, I don't th- think he's do gonna not. win no. all these
5: guys seem so immature to me. With the exception of Farmer Chris, who's still my favorite, and if I had to pick one, I would definitely pick him. Okay, let's without get a doubt. Let's
3: get it. The next date she, she goes from Nick. She goes next date. She heads out to Iowa,
5: Arlington, Iowa. Population seven fifty eight. She's,
3: she's driving. She's being driven in like an Escalade, and she's roll and she's like smiling and so happy. And all you could see is just open it flat fields of fucking nothing. Mad boring. And she could not be more excited to be there.
5: I don't think she's going to want to live there. To be honest, that's for sure. It seems He's like the kind of small town you want to escape, not move to as an adult.
3: Right. So, what what happens on her date with Chris? Does he live there, or is he lives his there? His he, he lives he, there,
5: and he farms there, and apparently, he's quite a successful, you know, entrepreneurial yeah. businessman farmer, his, and he's made like a good living. there. His
3: sisters
2: so like that drop. he's a simpleton. He's a
3: simpleton yeah. Though. His but he he's downplayed it, but I think his no. Sisters, I think
5: he's he, I think he's a lot smarter than he than, yeah. he, than, he, than he comes and across.
3: I think his sisters were trying to drop like, hey, Chris doesn't talk about it. But Chris is fucking rich. Like, they're like, he's a really successful entrepreneur. He's done really well. They, they like couldn't say enough about how well he was doing. Although, if you looked at his bachelor pad, it was a bit trash. It it could use a woman's touch.
5: Um Andy thinks he's hot though, and he looks good. I think he's hot too. Anyway, lots of cornfields and farm machinery. They go on a tractor ride. Like he's got a big giant tractor. Come on. Big expensive tractor giant tractor. Ride. Yeah, he
3: drives around a tractor. And then they have he a sits in his lap. Right.
5: And then they stop in the middle of one of those dried up harvested cornfields and like drop a picnic blanket down and sit there and have looks, a chat about what life crazy and crazy uncomfortable. What life on the farm would be like. So Are they she's trying turn to put
2: butter together.
5: She's trying to figure out like what she would do he was like, well, there's an opportunity for you to be a homemaker. I mean, uh, he was serious, but he yeah. kind of laughed. And then he's like, but you could do whatever you want. No, Cedar Rapids he, is a big town.
3: He, he was making a joke. He's like, I say that sarcastically. Right. But he's just not good at making jokes. No, he's
5: not. All she's right. not a country girl. You can tell she's not that into it. No. Although she does tell him that she hunts. And we know she can use a gun yep. from The Bachelor yep. when she shut up. One problem. He
3: was kind of into that. What do you hunt? He's in. He, Chris doesn't win either. Chris clearly is in line to be. If he wants no, he's it, the he's the Bachelor. Gonna be the next he's bachelor. hands down going to be the next Bachelor for sure. He's super good looking. He's super handsome, and he's he's well off. He's a successful farmer, he's exactly what this type of show wants. His
5: family seems nice like nice simple country folk oh there was that corny sky writing, Chris Loves Andy when they were having the oh, picnic oh no,
3: yeah, yeah that was, that <laughs> so was a bad. little weird. But that I, might
2: be worse than the mime lessons that you brought up <laughs>
4: <Right>. <laughs> so, nothing no. is worse than those Kind of set that up because, you know, they're sitting there in that very uncomfortable uh, right. area. And all of a sudden we hear a plane right. and the sign reads, Chris loves Andy. Am I saying her name right? And yeah. he hasn't actually yeah. told
5: her he loves her. He said, I'm right. falling so, for you previously. Yeah. But this is the this big is, reveal.
4: This is the big coming out. And then the one thing that it's just it strikes me as so funny about the show is that they get this perfect low angle of... Chris and her kissing while the plane is yes. going by—that yes. reason. I'm thinking there, there is no doubt in my mind that they stopped, set up. Oh, for sure, and of course, yeah. And said, "Do that again." This and then is we're going to manufactured we're gonna, uh, the plane Right now, and have them ride. Yeah, ride by. It's just a, it's just. At those moments when I mean, every once in a while, you just kind of get—they're never little, spontaneous. A little lazy-minded, uh, that they're actually capturing real right. life, and then that shit happens, and you're like, "Well, yeah." There's
3: somebody on a walkie-talkie going, "Okay, five, four, three. okay, go ahead and kiss. Start the kiss. We need kissing." Uh, okay, what else happened on the Nothing date? Nothing
5: much. I mean, they go, she goes to his house. They sit down. They have dinner his with fam- their family. His they family seem nice. They played
3: hide-and-seek. Oh, yeah. They had a game of hide-and-seek. Yeah, that, no was children. Weird.
5: that was Just hide-and-seek outside in the dark. Nope. They're Just like, this is, the- this is the game we play sometimes. hide-and-seek.
3: <laughs> also, Chris clearly got the looks in the family. Everyone else in his family... There's three sisters. ...looked like they were from Iowa. His sisters were tragic-looking. Uh, Chris <laughs> looks pretty good, and he's the... Basically, as far as I can tell, he's the only good-looking person in Iowa. He needs to think so pick too. up stakes and take his farm somewhere else, like a Malibu mansion, where he can be on the next bachelor. Oh, he's
5: going to. I feel like Andy had definitely had a few wines as well when she was talking to Chris's mom. She's not good at hiding her wine buzz. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She was She was a little buzz. She was feeling herself. Uh, but look... look. Let's, get on to I, the I next. Let's, let's talk about that though. Let's oh, okay. talk about
4: let's talk about the mother because I mean if if, if Ed hasn't seen this, as strange <laughs> as it was in the previous uh, date to have a nine year old on camera and mm-hmm. the nine year old somehow was the sister of Nick, how how is Chris's mother ninety years old? Like how does that work <laughs> yeah. out? He, that's, that was, how
3: was, God, that's how you look when you've he, lived on a farm. I think he's like thirty three, but his sisters are like in their fifties. No, they're not. And,
5: are they in this uh, late forties? I think they're in their forties. Yeah. Well, one this one woman,
4: this woman's probably in her sixties, going on ninety-five. Yeah. Life, and life on no, the farm.
5: There's no glamour. There
4: no makeup. She didn't brush her she, hair. Well, she no, let her hair go, go completely pleasant. gray. Uh,
3: yeah, she was. She was a pleasant woman. I sort of like. I like mom. her, even though yeah. she did yeah.
5: say something about praying.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Each house, they talk about. Hey, we're praying for you, and I'm like, th- nobody knows this chick's Jewish. Right. <laughs> I mean Dorfman like that hasn't reached you yet. She's clearly a Jewish a person of Jewish descent and you're praying for her.
5: Brian his is very Brian's very freaked out by her.
3: <laughs> his favorite magazines are farming magazines. He's, he's into his business. Do
2: okay.
5: you think he was ever on farmersonly.com? That
3: would be, that's, he, he probably beat the, beat farmersonly.com to death. He was the most popular farmer on there and he will be the next bachelor. I
5: think. This hometown, though, had the biggest effect on Andy. Like she said, that she really felt like their relationship gained a lot of momentum now. And she said, maybe he was right in front of me this whole time. So I think Chris has moved up from last place.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Out that's of the definitely. four that
5: left, he's no longer that's, number
3: four. That's definitely the true truth. Do you,
2: oh. know, do you know what his big? You know what his biggest date fear is?
3: What? Uh, accidental.
2: Farming? Accidental diarrhea. Oh uh,
3: yeah. Well, that's everybody's. That's everybody's biggest everything fear. Wow anywhere but he's here. putting
2: it out there like that might be something that mm-hmm. happens yeah
4: At maybe he's honest maybe okay. so next so up that's we got it. To- that, that's, that's the way this works we watch the show every minute of the show and then Ed just reads little yeah. bits on the internet <laughs> Ed, doesn't wa-
3: Ed, Ed doesn't watch <laughs> I, I, yes that's how it works
2: there's a better chance of Jesus appearing on this podcast than me watching another episode of this show.
3: Ed just chimes in with stuff he thinks about the show. Which is I prefer. Uh, okay. I like that. We need that we need the perspective of someone that's not. Okay, we got we got involved. two more
5: hometowns. Next up we go to Tampa, Florida for her date with Josh, who I'm pretty sure she's gonna pick. Like, I'm 90, 99% sure she's gonna yeah, pick wow. Josh.
3: Josh wins the show, for sure. And also, she's I, wearing I, the I disagree.
5: Sh- sh- You disagree? Yeah. You think I m- do. Nick?
3: I, I
4: thought it was Nick hands down, but hearing your skepticism has kind of gotten me thinking. No, and I, then the whole whole incest thing. I too. feel like so she take,
3: she takes Nick to the end. Also, his family
5: his family is a deal breaker. Yeah. sorry, okay. you can't marry into that family. Let's,
3: let's talk about Josh's um, date. Also,
5: Andy's wearing the shortest shorts for their date, which I yeah. all think is also kind of telling.
3: She wanted she wanted to show a little bit.
5: And my girlfriend, Sarah, shout out to Sarah Doberman, had a good point that aside from having the most normal and the smallest family, Josh's family has the biggest TV. Yep. So she's going to pick him. Well, they're,
3: <laughs> they're really into football. His brother was the quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs and just Great graduated. And I, was he drafted?
2: He was in the chiefs, but he blew on his knee his senior year. He was phenomenal quarterback, but he... he ended with, a, like, an ACL injury. This is all
3: news to me, because I don't know anything about sports. That's why this a is on the show.
5: This family is, like, really into sports. Like, they're really, like, over-the-top sports nerd family. And so, like, Josh, the oldest one, doesn't have a sports career anymore, so all the focus is on the brother, and it's all they talk about. Like, they, they sit down to dinner with Andy at home, yeah. and before they even start eating, and Andy makes a comment about it, they start talking to the brother about football and, yeah. pro, and pro day. Or talked
3: about, about his, his pro day. Easy.
5: Right.
2: He had a tremendous career at Georgia. He was he was one of the better college quarterbacks okay. the last twenty like years. Ed
3: basically wants to jack the guy off. i so getting I yeah. get it. <laughs> okay. The guy can play football. Uh, I want to, I'm more interested in a couple of things. One, why do they have a Puerto Rican sister
5: <laughs> or a Cuban? We're not sure. A Cuban.
3: I'm not sure. Also, they play they play a very spontaneous game of. Touch. touch football in the yeah. backyard, and Very all I spontaneous. all I could feet. think of at a dog, all I could think of was the poor PA having to go through and make sure there was no dog shit in the grass before they <laughs> before Andy could play touch football in her high heels.
4: Yeah, and yeah, and uh, that that was a shocking thing as well that she actually scored a touchdown. It was, it, I mean, again, one of these made-for-TV yeah, things. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit on, just like the plane and the kiss and everything. Her scoring a touchdown was completely. Uh, prescripted. I, her sister. What, what are you her, talking about? Josh's sister had a clean lick at her.
3: Yeah. No, she no
5: one was her. getting past and, Josh's sister, and, and, right.
4: and she just <laughs> ran into the. Test Josh's was sister
3: was the size of a young Kevin Green. Like she, yeah. if she wanted to lay her out, Andy would be in the hospital right now.
5: Yeah. Okay, I maybe she's going through that. like a heavy stage at the moment. Okay. Let's not did did
3: they ever?
2: Did they ever address why Josh's second favorite movie is Troy?
5: No, but that would be no, it, that would be that's definitely something they're going to have to talk on no about on the fa- on the is, fantasy dates next week. She,
3: uh, it's, I, I would want to know. It comes down. I would on, never want to have
2: sex with somebody whose second favorite movie is Troy.
3: It comes down. <laughs> to, It comes down to this for me, and it always has. Who can you picture on the cover of People magazine? Can you picture Nick? Can you picture Chris? Can you picture Josh? Can you picture Marcus? And. All I can say is Josh is number one on that list. Josh wins the show. It's clear. And Chris is going
5: to be the Bachelor. She
3: was fully into him on that date. He also had a little bit of a close connection with his mother. And she's like, I don't. see Oh, he him was crying as well. Yeah,
5: he was crying as well when he was talking to his mom which I think is weird. Also, they are in started, the same town. He started crying when they came into the house and they said hi to everyone and they were giving each other hugs. Yeah. He was crying. A
3: little too tearful around the family. I it's- think that they're, um,
4: the, the whole Josh thing for me is like, and every time he's on camera, I think this. It's like, um, you know, if you're chosen to be a cast member on these shows, you you need to be articulate and you need to be expansive in your answers. But um, he's Josh is like He's like your typical baseball yeah. player in that Cliche. he's just rushing to get to the end of each answer. And he speaks in like cliches. Like every time he's yeah, on he's camera. he's real like, stupid. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm definitely excited to see her. Uh, Introduce her to my family. And, uh, you, know, you know, see how it goes. And, uh, it's like every single answer is like that. I, I, I can't get with this
3: guy at all. No, because Andy he's can. real stupid. and he wants to fucking back. Well,
5: she, she, I mean, it's not going to last. I don't think they'll get no, married. Not. He, he's not smart enough for her. She'll be I, bored
3: soon. I did like, and I don't want to let this go, that they went and played baseball together because he was a baseball first. player. And he was like, yeah, he was like a little tearful. He's like, this is the first. Time. They're on like some little league. He
5: hasn't played game. baseball for five and, years. He's and he- like,
3: this is the first time I've been back to the field. <laughs> it's like this is a really special moment for me. Then he's like throw he's like pitching her BP, and she's swinging in a, a, a wooden bat, and she's kind of hitting lasers. Like she's a little too good yeah. at baseball. Yeah, football. but
5: how many how many swings did they have to like but film to get
3: those two where she, she connected? She had a pretty good swing, and then at some point he saws her off. Like he throws her yeah. something inside that she gets off the handle and breaks the bat.
4: <laughs> yeah, explodes in her hand.
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what are <laughs> the odds? But I, I have, have
2: to, to question anybody who wants to play sports with somebody they're trying to court.
5: I, I agree. I unless 100%. the sport
3: is bedroom like, wrestling, I, I agree. I, I
2: yeah, I have a problem with couples that jog together. I, this the, Couples that play baseball together seem like right. almost as bad as couples like that sit she, next to each she other. Wants, <laughs> if
3: she wants a shot at the bedroom title... I'm all in, but going out to the field and let me throw you some heaters, like I don't think so. Right.
4: And the and the whole the whole sentimental thing, like I, I haven't been back to this place and it's They're not, really playing that up. Yeah. You're not really you're not really winning anybody over. Everyone knows you've just been crushing ass ever since you stopped playing baseball. <laughs> exactly. We're not gonna feel sorry for you. I I'll, mean you went from you went from crushing minor league baseball player ass to retired i have nothing to do i'm gorgeous ass i'm not going to feel sorry for you
3: yeah he's gorgeous he probably got a nice fat bonus getting drafted in the second round he's and okay if now, he doesn't talk now he probably has now he probably sells insurance or alcohol and he's he's killing it he's doing just fine uh, and he's going to win the show on to the last date the really a lot of weird shit happened on this date oh of course God. i'm talking about Marcus, who claims to be 25, but his hairline belies an age more of 43. With the emotional maturity of a 17-year-old. He also cries a way lot. His mom had a weird accent. Talk about Marcus's date. Case.
5: Okay, we go to we go to Marcus's hometown of Dallas. And Marcus always creeps me out a bit because he's he was so in love with Andy after one date, which is not normal. Yeah. He just seems to be emotionally unbalanced and very needy to me. I, I can't believe she's into this guy. Yeah. I I couldn't, when I watch them together, I'm like, I feel claustrophobic, like I want him away from me.
3: Yeah, he's, he's an odd one.
5: Um, the first thing they do is they go to a club in the middle of the day. Just the two of them, they share some champagne, and he gets up, comes back a few minutes later, dresses like a sailor, I think, proceeds so to do a really not sexy striptease for her, and it's so embarrassing. He ta-
2: his their Awkward. day stripteases for yeah. her? Yeah, their
5: first date was like a striptease in public. It's like, the, he had to do a striptease in public, right? It's the middle of the day. So he's recreating a club.
3: it. They right. like go in a yeah. I'm like, why? I, there's nothing worse than Freaks going into out. a dark place in the daytime. And I'm like, yeah. what are they doing there? It's empty. And he goes and changes and comes out and does, like, With, a With, like, aviators,
5: light- sunglasses, yeah. and a sailor hat, and he captain's get, he hat. Gets
3: full, he gets almost full nude. He gets down to, like, sheer undies to the point where he blur out his cock. And right. I, I have a theory, because the guy's in good shape. He's in great she's she super fit.
2: fit
5: and she thinks he's really hot
2: clearly also likes enrique iglesias cold play and third apple yeah i just want to point that out again they're yeah. clearly oh, wow. that
5: makes
3: sense setting this guy up for a star turn on bachelor in paradise the bachelor spin-off he would do Look well on that for show marcus to be on bachelor in paradise
5: Anyway, I saw
4: I saw Cody in the uh, program. yeah he's on he's yeah. going to be on it too yep. so excited Cody the newsman
5: mm-hmm. I tell you what if some guy ever did a strip D's for me that would be a deal breaker I'd have to say hey it's a good thing that we're in your hometown right now because you have to stay here
4: <laughs> yeah
5: you're not you're not coming like, with me I'm bouncing um, the, anyway. the one
4: thing the one thing that you didn't mention Kate was that he picked her up and. And I'll mention this for—I mean—I think Ed's a car guy. Maybe he knows all about this, but oh, a he showed up in really, really expensive. No, it was a Mercedes was Benz. What oh, like, was it? Yeah. And 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 one of those like really expensive ones, if if, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And what does he do? His sports thinking,
5: medicine sales or something? Yeah. What Does he do?
4: Maybe. But yeah. obviously, know. he wanted to make a, a couple of impressions on her, and this kind of speaks to the depth of of what he thinks she wants. Yes. He picks her up in an expensive car and then he takes her right to a strip club and gets naked. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to see my ass and you're going to see this fucking kick-ass car that I have. Yeah. Like Other I said, that- he's
5: got the emotional maturity of a 17-year-old yeah. top. So then they have to go meet his family and Andy's obviously, she's nervous because he's like told her all about his, you know, not ideal childhood and basically said to her that his mom got physical with him when he was growing up. Like, used to beat him. And the mom has kind of an accent. It's like Swiss or German or something. I'm not sure. Yeah.
4: I it's it's Easter, Eastern Bloc. Anyway, it's,
5: yeah, it's an awkward... It's it, feels, complex, it all but, felt really awkward to me at Marcus's house. And, like, Andy tells the sister that Marcus was very open with his feelings early on. It's obvious that Andy's not quite there. And it's it's just it's weird.
3: Also... And everyone uh, cries. Marcus chooses the hometown date to pull his brother, Conrad... Right, aside to tell him how important he's like you were so important to me when dad wasn't around. Also, I noticed how they all—they're all from the South or they're all from accent places—and they all have lost their regional diction. Has anybody noticed that?
5: Yeah, Nick didn't have much of a Wisconsin accent and, anymore.
3: And uh, how about Marcus? Medicine had Alberta? Ma- that's where Marcus, uh,
5: Marcus doesn't sound like oh, Texas.
3: Yeah, but oh, but he lives in Dallas, and maybe that's why. Uh, but he. He, he pulls his brother aside and is like, you, you meant so much to me after dad left. It like, was like crying, crying. And I'm like, what, why is this happening? I'm on like, isn't I'm this like supposed Andy to be a family happy
5: family. get to know the family day? Not like a, you know, a heart to heart with your family. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, he's a little too in love with Andy and I think it makes her uncomfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um... And I just I could tell that he had sunk to the bottom of her favor. Yeah. So that that
3: that wrapped up hometowns. They head back to uh, to for the rose ceremony. Well, they head back
5: to town, and then in
3: between something else happens. Chris
5: Harrison calls the five of them up, the four guys and Andy, and says, "Can you come to my house? I need to talk to you guys." Then tells them all that that guy Eric Hills died, and then there's like at least a ten solid minutes of them crying, and all the the fourth walls broken. All the crew and producers are coming in frame and consoling all the cast members, and yeah, it it, was really weird. It was weird. It was unnecessary, and it felt really exploited. Also,
3: that was not Chris Harrison's house.
5: I don't think so either.
3: There was no pictures on the walls. It looked
5: all the the furniture furniture looked
3: weird. It looked like an oakwood apartment. That was not. Chris Harrison's house. <laughs> Chris. I, I don't know why it would matter. I don't know who who's like. Hey, uh, we got to shoot this. We're gonna do the Eric death reveal at Chris Harrison's pad. Let's see what we can get. Let's see what <laughs> assets we have. What that can be. Chris Harrison's house. Like it. It means more. Like Chris is like. And apparently, everybody over to my house.
5: Apparently, The Bachelorette here. does not have the kind of budget that The Bachelor has because the house yeah. was bootleg. It was yeah.
3: It was pretty. If dodgy. that's Chris
5: Harris, Chris Harrison, if that's that's your house. I'm. Um, you should call me. Yeah, that's a
3: multi-million dollar. I can job. help you, I mean,
5: like Chris. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, then we go to the rose ceremony, where Andy can still barely hold it together because she's so emotional about Eric dying. Um, but as predicted, that sad sap Marcus does not make the cut this week because he's like a child.
3: Yeah, Marcus gets cut. Andy, despite all her sadness about Eric, who she knew for about three days, uh, is still in a chiffon red carpet dress, and it was all weird, but we ended up with Very Marcus, Marcus going home with heartbroken, heart broken. Teary
5: goodbye, more tears in the limo as they drive him away, and him saying, I shouldn't have told her I love her. Um, no, you probably yeah.
3: shouldn't have. Cut to a month from now. These are all guys on the show, right? And Marcus is <laughs> balls deep in the one-armed chick on Bachelor in Paradise. Book <laughs> it
5: next week. Fantasy sweet dates.
3: Fantasy sweet dates on the Bachelor. On. That means the that weirdest episode of be, the whole season. Could be season. Double st- standard because on the Bachelor that means he gets to sex all three of them. On the Bachelorette that would make her a slut. That is un- the unfortunate world we live in.
5: Apparently, they don't put condoms in the fantasy suites for them.
3: Which means one thing, and of course that's...
5: Unprotected sex. Mutual
3: masturbation. It yeah, means, means <laughs> Andy's catching a few on the uh, Exactly. On the well, the every, everybody gets a shot beforehand, I'm sure. okay excellent excellent job we've run long it's uh, i love talking bachelorette jason love having you on the show we'll definitely have you on let's let's set a date if you're in town or around we'll have you on for the finale the the bachelor wrap-up are you in for that absolutely i'm into this outstanding love having you on to talk about this stuff love getting your perspective ed Love getting your perspective, buddy. Love you going on and reading notes from the bios of all the people. Uh, Uh, Good homework. Very important. Um, I've been researching. Absolutely. Fancy Sauce, as always, you bring the heat in more ways than one (laughs) to the show. Happy to have you here. Happy to have you in studio. (laughs) Uh, Very, very pleased with how the show went. Ed. Fancy. You guys up to do this again next week? Let's do it. Fuck yeah. Sounds good. Okay, for Ed Daily, for Fancy Sauce, for very special guests, Mr. Automatic, Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bye guys.